is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he brings it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. What's up? Welcome back to Cowboys training camp in Oxnard, California for the final edition of Talkin' Cowboys from this Oxnard leg of Cowboys training camp. Rob Phillips on our set for the final time out here on the West Coast this year. Mm-hmm. Brian Broadus, mm-hmm. Mickey Spagnola, Bill Jones is back in Dallas. He'll rejoin us as the host and captain when we get back to the Star in Frisco. What's up, guys? Not much. It's gone ready, by. Ready, yeah, ready to kind of finish this thing out. Yeah. It's gone and by kind of fast, right? Sort of? I think it has. Three weeks? Um I mean, before you knew it, we were, you know, you did the blue-white practice and right. then a couple practices, a game, a couple practices, and here we are basically two practices away from pulling up stakes. So, yeah, I think it went by fast. Uh, the guys uh, that were interviewing uh, Zach Martin and Travis Frederick yesterday said they were talking about how physical the practice was. And I don't know that it was more physical but I think it's been more competitive, which resulted being in more physical situations, especially for those offensive linemen. You know, they've got their jobs, but the majority of those guys they're going up against in one-on-one and team, they're fighting for their careers. And so I'm sure they're not getting any brother-in-law out there. No, you're absolutely right about that. I think the things – Mickey's absolutely right with the, the, the competition of the practice – I'll tell you another thing I don't think these players and coaches expected, but it was it was it's good for Jason Garrett and the staff was here we go, the weather. The fact that they did get heat and they did get you know, you could still practice out here and survive, even though it's physical practices, you know, you could still survive and you know, getting through the practice of getting good work and concentrating, but they got really uh, you know, uh, the weather conditions here were a lot warmer than normal and so you know it, you look there's kind of those sneaky things when you're looking at the season mm-hmm. you're going well hey they got some it wasn't just they didn't escape the heat completely but uh, they got some of it here and I thought that was a good thing too so one practice today in the afternoon they're going to come back I believe scheduled to practice morning 10 30 tomorrow I believe. tomorrow yeah, morning yeah. on Thursday and then they're breaking camp one of those no pad things Probably so. Probably so. That's what they did last week, right? Yep. Two days yep. before the game. Yes, sir. Now, they did go two days in pads, but three days in pads before that, before they had the right. kind of a light practice, really no helmets. I don't well, know, that's when we, kind of a meeting on the field. Yeah, that's when Jason Garrett was talking about he kind of he understood the condition of his team. He, he saw some guys, and they were giving him great effort, but they, they didn't look as, as – you know, the effort's good, but he said they he could tell they were dragging a little bit. So – uh, he did, made that determination. I, I think that we'll see the same thing, uh, you know, with uh, trying to get him ready for the Cincinnati game coming up, at being a home game at AT&T. So uh, let these guys have an opportunity to go out and shine in that, give them, let them be as healthy as possible and, and go into that game. Cincinnati at home, right? Yes. Saturday night, yes. AT&T Stadium, so a little bit of work before then. You mentioned, Brian, the physical nature of these practices. Yeah, Mickey's talking about it too. Mickey, well. too. Yeah. Yeah. And the running that these guys, that these receivers are doing in DBs. practice in the heat. Yeah. I mean, how would you rank the kind of the physicality and the and the 
the work they put in this camp compared to other Jason Garrett camps? You think they've done more? They've done sprints at the end of practice. Yeah. I, mean, I think conditioning seems to be a focus. It does. Well, maybe even more so than the It past. does. Yeah, it really does. And, and it, I think it all really stems back to what they were able to do in the OTAs and the mini camps. And then in the off season, uh, w when those were over, you had guys staying at the star. You had people working out. They were working out in 100-degree weather. There was a lot of running there. I, 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 I've, been a, I've been a part of training camps before where you've had conditioning at the end, but the coach takes the receivers and defensive backs uh, out of the drill, out of the running, because that's all they do. Not Jason Garrett. I mean, those guys are – now, he, it's not full-on sprints. It's right. the strides and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But those guys are running from the time that horn blows to the time that double horn blows to end practice. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's – and I'll say this, though, and, and knock on wood as I say this, you haven't had the soft tissue things that kind of cropped up. You know, we've seen that before in some of these camps where you do get a, a, an extensive amount of running and then all of a sudden those things pop up. So for the most part, again, uh, the receivers, defensive backs have held up pretty well in these uh, in, in, in these training camp practices. Yoga Mick. Well, you know the other thing about this running, it's a younger team. Yes. You don't yes. want to run an older team into the ground, yeah. and then they come back to train uh, to the star and they're they're worn out. Uh, you got to make sure they you know keep their legs. So thus the guys getting their days off every once in a while the older guys the established guys and then make the young guys run and I think he's done that um, to what Brian's point was when uh, that one day the wide receivers were absolutely dragging there was only seven of them out there and mm -hmm. after practice they ran all these routes and I'm going god he's gonna kill these guys yeah. well they ran sprints but theirs was about maybe half speed right third speed mm -hmm. and it's like okay i know what we've been through let's let's just push through this so uh all in all i think it was um well coordinated yeah it's one of those these practices rob from a former personnel men's standpoint of evaluating the team i think you could watch the way that they run drills even even the stuff you know i was talking to gary brown about this and some of the things that he did the drills and you could able to see the vision the balance you know with his running backs and from a scouting perspective, you get a lot out of watching this practice. There's not a lot of standing around. There's there's competitive periods. There's one-on-one uh, -on -one periods. There's a team periods. There's individual stuff they go to. They hit the brakes and then, you know, in between. And but it's it's one of those ones. If you sat here and watched, you you could get a lot. You could evaluate. Uh, 90 players out there practicing. No cupcakes being passed around. It's not Camp no, Cupcake out no, here. No, no, I don't think so either. No. All right, let's uh. By the way, phone number, 972-497-4400 if you want to join us over the next hour. And we're going to – I mean, it's it's hard to have like a retrospective when they're going to get back to Dallas. They're going to play a game on Saturday, and then right. they're going to have, I think, a set of five practices out at Ford Center, which fans can come out and attend. Yes. So training camp doesn't end here. No. But we've seen roughly three weeks of work out here. Let's look back a little bit on this show, kind of see what we've Looks good, evaluated, yeah. what we like, what we didn't like, and maybe we start with maybe the biggest storyline going into camp, Dak Prescott and the receivers, how that has sorted itself out, or has it been sorted out so far after three weeks? I don't think it's been sorted out. I think you got six or seven guys, and the way they've been practicing, they seemingly are interchangeable. Um, no one's got, you know, goes out every snap with the ones or some guy goes out with every snap of the twos. They rotate those guys through. And, you know, I think that's a good thing this early. Now, at some point, 
you're going to figure out, okay, here's my three guys, here's my fourth guy, and they'll kind of be uh, more of a, a rotation that you can, can count on. Uh, but for now, just keep doing what they're doing and let, get, let all these guys get experience at dev- several different spots. Yeah, I, th- I totally agree with Mickey on, on, on that situation. It, with the, what we've seen with Prescott is there's been some very good practices he's had. We, we've seen commanding of throwing the intermediate, the underneath stuff, the touch, the leadership, moving the team. You know, the ball handling stuff made some really good things from him. Mm-hmm. Still working on the deep ball stuff, still trying to get it down the field, missed a couple here and there, but then he hits one in the game, so you're like going, okay, it's it's going to come along here. It's all about, you know, his mechanics, how he stands in the pocket, those things. As far as the receivers go, I think it's down to like a couple of final spots and, and where you where the couple of final spots are, I mean, is can, can a guy, you know, there's been no Noah Brown which is a little bit disappointing. There's been no Thompson, which has been disappointing. But that doesn't mean that, you know, McKay and Cannon and Lenore and those guys haven't stepped up at times. I, I you know, I, I think that the one, those, you know, sometimes you get to the bottom of the roster with those guys like a McKay, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going, okay, he's got no shot. But he's kind of put himself in the mix. He's a different body type of a guy than what they have. So, you know, he's got three more games to to really try and get into that spot. Lance Lenore has had some really good practices himself. He's trying to put himself in that spot. So, you know, it, it's 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 a shame for Thompson and Noah Brown. I, you know, one of those guys might make this team just not practicing, mm-hmm. just out of like, okay, we signed this guy and or we know this guy. And, boy, that, that, that might be – unfortunate for a guy like Lance Lenore or McKay or one of those guys that's really gone through the whole entire practice. Or maybe not. Hmm. You mean maybe not in the way of Lance Lenore is not going to get X'd out. Yeah, I, I, but I'm just saying if you if you count, if they keep six. He's hard to cut right now. Yeah. If, yeah. You're, if you're Jason Garrett. I, I just think. use but him as the name of the guys that if you think about four guys, you know, if you think about four receivers and then who are the other two Receivers and, and very well be right, Mickey. He, I mean, maybe you count Thompson as a special teams guy, and see, not just solely a wide receiver. Yeah, well, that's what I was kind of thinking. That was thinking. What I was thinking of Noah Brown. Yeah. See, that's the thing they, with they Thompson. Know, they know Noah Brown. They do, but Sanjay Law loves Deontay Thompson, and that that's carries what, some weight that's in what the I'm room saying. too. When it comes down to cutting the there, 53. there's going to be there's going to be there's going to be a guy or two on this team that gets cut that probably didn't deserve to be cut. Mm-hmm. And it and most likely will come from the wide receiver crew. I if I if I had to – and, and I, I think there might be a cornerback. Well, I shouldn't say the cornerback yet because the they're corner – They're trying to find they're fi- Yeah, the, the, the cornerbacks have been interesting in a way that, that you see them practice very well and then they get in the game and it's not the same. And I was kind of hopeful. You've seen guys practice. We've seen Joe Thomas practice very well. We've seen Joe Thomas at the linebacker play very well. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that those are things. We've seen Antoine War- Woods practice well, and we've seen him play well. So that's I, – I was hopeful that some of these corners would be able to carry that into the game, especially those young corners. Alumba, you know, Ward. I was hopeful that they and, – and there's still opportunity. Well, there's time. There's time. Yep. But as we're, as we're talking about the end of the Oxnard portion of practice – that's what I'm. That's as if you, and they're if you, not going to make it. Yeah, yeah. And you're also in the secondary. You're looking for another safety to add some depth too behind Xavier Woods, Jeff Heath, who by the way, 
mildly sprained his ankle the Said other he was day. Was fine the other day. Yeah. yeah, I talked to him about that. But you look at numbers there, and you know you lost um, Huff. Marquess and Huff's dealing with a groin injury. You got Kayvon Frazier who's back, but like who's going to step up at the, that other corner or safety? Safety who, spot. Who, who else is going to add some depth there? See, th there's. Or th you keep an extra safety, and one of those guys is either or. You could do that. You keep you another cornerback, and they're either or. They mm -hmm. can play safety, they can play uh, corner for you. Tight end, too. I mean, have you seen who's anybody else that caught your eye after Huff after and those Kayvon guys? Frazier? Not really. No, and I was. I mean, not consistently. I was hopeful. I was hopeful that Woods, or not Woods, uh, uh, like Cam, Cam Kelly, Kelly. Kelly, Cam Kelly would be a guy that, or Williams, uh, or Robinson. Is am I right about that? The, Tyree uh, Robinson. Tyree Robinson. Yes. Yeah, I, you know, I said Woods. I was thinking of Woods. He's flashed at you a little bit, but yeah, but see, that's I mean, the thing about it is I haven't seen enough to where you know there's might be a couple of spots where they're okay where would you probably claim a guy or two again from the Oxnard portion of practice right now i think they would if they were looking at guys safety is a possible claim and maybe even offensive lineman is a possible claim you know if you look for that final that final spot if you don't trust uh Kadeem Edwards if you don't trust uh, Chaz Green if you don't trust uh you know Cam Fleming is going to be the guy but if mm -hmm. you know for that last spot there could be a couple of different spot uh, a couple of different opportunities for somebody outside of of this football team because it hasn't shorn, uh, shown uh shown yeah shown itself yeah. here you know that, that and again oxnard portion of practice exactly we're we're, we're jumping the gun here just a little bit no but, hey, I, just, I mean this is look we've we haven't i think we've built enough body of work to at least make some evaluations to this point yeah. on on how guys have performed and you mentioned Guard Marcus Martin officially on IR. His right. season's done. So, and that was a guy they signed to provide some insurance in the middle there. Sure did. And Joe Looney's kind of your backup center. So you need somebody He's your else. Sixth best player on the offensive line. Yeah. So that's another spot. And you mentioned I, I threw out tight end just a minute ago. I mean, are they going to go status quo there? You think by the end of preseason? You mean you know? just three? Well, I mean, could they look outside for a veteran there? Or do you think Jeff Swaim has shown? He can be the veteran guy there, and then you've got some guys with certain traits like Blake Jarwin who can catch the ball, get downfield, or he's clearly the receiver of yeah. the, the tight end group. Yeah, I you know I think that one's still got to shake itself out a little bit over the next couple weeks. I, well, I, Jarwin's got to start blocking better. Yeah, yeah, I think Swaim has been solid. I think he's been who he is, and that's kind of an all-around dependable guy. Um, but you know, there was talk about you know they're they're largely unproven. Could they look at maybe you know adding this a guy, a veteran, at some point? So well? you're going to add somebody else's team fourth or fifth tight end. It might be better than it might be better than what you're playing with. I okay. mean, that's where you, that's where I have to look at that. I mean, you their their determination is is can they find a James Hanna somewhere? You know, that's where they have to. That if they if James Hanna was on this group on this roster. I think it would be we'd have a different opinion about the blocking tight end and what you know that avail that availability of that kind of a guy. I you know yes someone's going to get cut that's probably same or not as good, but do you trust Rico Gathers or do they trust Rico Gathers? Or just don't play many downs with a tight end. You don't have to have a tight end well, out there, do you? They do. They do. The tight ends where they're going to where they're going to use their tight ends if they don't use them in the running game or that just in the normal offensive sets. Is they those guys all play special teams? Mm -hmm. Every one of those guys, you know, plays some form of special teams, and that's one of the things that Keith O'Quinn was talking about. 
He's got more linebackers. He's got more tight ends that play special teams. So if you don't use them as if you don't use them in the offensive scheme, I would rather have players that legitimately can play special teams, not just some guy that you're trying to put out there and be a special teams player. And maybe you use the fullback a little bit more instead of a tight end. You do that. Mays, there's different ways. I mean, there's just different ways to do it. I don't think the tight end holds you hostage. I may no, be wrong. My, no, my question, though, is, is you know, who's, who's emerged there? What does that rotation potentially look like? Well, after three and a half weeks, it's Jeff Swain. Yeah. We haven't seen see, anything differently. See, but this is where I disagree with you on the tight end spot. If you look as much as this team boots, waggles, stuff like that, movement in the pocket – What's the one thing they do? It's one short, one long. It's a, it's a, it's a drag tight end. It's a route behind. Sometimes they get in 12 personnel. It's, a, it's two tight ends, one drag, one behind. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be a team that's going to play action and move the pocket, you're going to find ways to use your tight ends throwing the ball that way. If that's if they want to continue. If they want to have – now, maybe they have that. Maybe they have that with Jeff Swain in there. Maybe they have that with uh, Blake Jarwin in there. But it's I, been a little bit of a struggle for Schultz, their rookie. Yeah, to me, that's that's the one that's been really surprising to me. I mean, I think there's, and I know we'll probably get into it as the show goes on. Yeah. But there's a couple of a couple of players that have surprised me that haven't haven't shown the ability that I saw coming into this. Yeah, that that's a, that's a little bit disappointing to me. And I, I, you know, again, Oxnard portion of the practice, time to try and develop, you know, those guys, but. I've been. I, I think that Dalton Schultz has been a guy that I, I felt like was going to come in here, push for a, an opportunity to start as a blocker, as a catcher, you know, kind of a complete tight end, and it really hasn't materialized for him that way. Well, if you think about it, last year that that reverse boot and throwing the tight end wasn't very successful, and it wasn't very successful uh, down the stretch. If you think about it, it, it yeah, a but, lot of times 16, Dak was keeping it. Or he's throwing it in the ground because yeah. no one was open. Now the difference is, you got Zeke on the field, right? Yep. And, and when you, you know, play fake the handoff to him, they got to account for him. They can't just assume that you're not giving it to Alfred Morris and that you're going to roll out. Uh, so I just think there's different ways to do that stuff if you think your tight end is not up to par. Fair enough. You spoke of man of the match. We've got that series going on DallasCowboys.com. Camp stars. We call it man of the match. match. We come back. Let's talk about some men of the match, men of training camp, guys that have stepped up, surprised you a little bit, and continuing what you just said about certain guys, maybe guys that you still need to see more from as we get through the end of Oxnard portion of camp and move on back to Dallas uh, next week. That's next on Talking Cowboys. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. The dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. 
I asked not for soda. I asked for ice-cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Welcome back to Oxnard, California. One segment down, two to go for our Oxnard portion of Cowboys training camp. Practice this afternoon for the Cowboys. They practice twice more out here. You guys, uh, everybody refreshed after a day off yesterday? Feel good. Yeah, yeah. feel good. You know, worked a half a day almost, and then, you know, when you start doing stuff at 7.20 in the morning, it's kind of working. You're not the only one who got work. You reminded us like three times yesterday. Oh, I worked today. I worked today. William's got his computer out at all times. He's working harder than you are. I'm just, I'm just our webmaster, William he, Boykins. He sort of forgot something though. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay, we got to mention that. Nick on shots. Knew <laughs> <laughs> that was coming. Why did I even bring that up? You, all right, everybody. You, 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 you. That's self-inflicted, right? I'm there. trying to kind of, you As know, you lighten host? it up. I mean, I feel like everybody's still dragging a little bit. Not at all. No. Okay. no everybody no, good. Really good. Yeah. I, I went to sleep before ten o'clock. Well, that's good. I was paying for the night before. Mm-hmm. Hmm. When we had our team dinner. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. That yeah. was good. It was great. All Everybody's right. Everybody's going to talk football, please. Yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep going. Uh, looking back and forward at what they've done here in Oxnard, two practices left. Let's talk about some guys that maybe have surprised out here. Guys or guys that you, you expect things from, have, have kind of done what you expect. Or guys who have stepped up and 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 been pleasant surprises. I'll start off. I, I, this I'm gonna steal one from Mickey. This Antoine Woods yeah. defensive tackle. He has had time in the league. He's been with Tennessee. Sure. He's not a rookie free agent coming in here and trying to make the team. But all of a sudden, I mean, you've got Malik Collins trying to work his way back into practice, coming off pup a couple days ago, and he's gonna fill in one of those starting spots if he's healthy. Right. But I think they found a guy that at least can be part of the rotation at defensive tackle. No, and he, what's interesting about him is he doesn't he doesn't have the measurables. You know, you, you look at him and he's not built like David Irving. Right. You know, but he he's finds a way to push the pocket. I've he been, looks like that trash can right there holding yeah. down the tent. Yeah. About the same height. About the same height, same same, same squareness. Width. Yeah. <laughs> same squareness. That's right. But he plays. He gets yeah. penetration, so you're right. Yeah. He he's uh, coming out of OTAs, I kind of thought that we would see with with Dayton Jones and then with uh Ward. Jihad Ward would be the guys that would step up and go that direction. But it's been Woods that has – I'm still worried about the defensive tackle spot in, in this portion. That Again, that might be another uh, area that they go try and address with a claim or something like that or sign. But so defensive tackle, interior offensive line maybe, and maybe just offensive safety. Line. Those safety are, yeah, yeah, those are three spots yeah. you're still looking at. Yeah, and maybe tight end too. If maybe some, tight if, end. If they, don't, if they just go three, we'll see. But I, I – I, I, I like what with Woods and what he's done. I've been waiting for Woods to fall off the cliff 
and he hasn't fallen off the cliff. Right. He's he's they threw him in there. They had an idea of how they wanted to play him. He showed up well in the early practices here. He was physical. He got in fights. He he showed he wanted to play. Um, you know, we talked about Mickey was standing by with the the general manager there. And, you know, he, he said, hey, keep going, you know, that kind of thing. Those are all things that you kind of, uh, you know, you appreciate about the kid. And I've, I've, seriously, I've been ready for him to take the left turn, and he hasn't taken the left turn yet. He's kept the thing right on the road. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully he can continue to be a part. They need him to be that bridge until David Irving gets back and until they figure out, and it's, we've gotten some good word about with Malik Collins, you know, hopefully by the time we get back to the star, Malik Collins will start practicing because they need to figure that out inside. And, and to your point, uh, Woods has been a, a, a very, very pleasant surprise. Okay, so to help with maybe avoid at that defensive tackle spot, I think we've seen the last day or two that if Randy Gregory is for real, then Tyrant's Crawford's been moving Kick in that to that three, mm -hmm. the three that nickel, yeah. tackle spot, yep. and uh, on the nickel, yeah, and and that simplifies it for yeah. Randy. Now again, we've seen him for about three or four practices. We need to see more, as Brian keeps saying, the Oxnard portion of practice. Yes. But if he continues moving that way, to me, he's absolutely the biggest surprise of training camp that he could come back after only playing two games over the last 32 uh, games in in two seasons and we we also say two seasons but you got to count the six or seven months that he didn't practice after right. 2017 was over so it's really yeah. two and a half years since he's played football and you know, it's 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 encouraging. Let's put it that way. He I don't, said, yeah, I don't think you can put you know all your marbles on that. But for now, yeah, maybe. Uh, and then on the other side, what they were doing uh, when they got to nickel, Coney Ely was moving inside. Mm -hmm. Now I don't know how well it worked, but they they gave it a shot. Um, and and I thought the other thing that happened with Randy Gregory, um, he played a game with Tyrone Crawford. Oh yeah, and Crawford came over and kind of got his guy yep, and he yep. circled around and he instinctively did it so uh to me that's the biggest surprise and if i was going to pick somebody else uh, it's, it's probably Tavon austin because i didn't know what they were getting from him didn't know he could be an outside guy i didn't i just didn't know much yeah. about him yeah and and being out here with him um you know he's on this team and and a, In a special big way, teamer yeah. right work on the outside he's working on his routes not taking anything for granted. He's not saying, okay, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an experienced wide receiver. I don't have to really go through all this. He's going through it harder and helping everybody else out. So uh, keep an eye on him. I'll tell you what, uh, give the pro department a, a pat on the back for not only making that trade, having an idea, the coaches having a plan for Tavon Austin, but give the pro department, in my opinion, a pat on the back and a, a that a boy for Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas is another guy where, you know, people are asking me, how do you replace, and it was one of our mailbag questions this morning as well, was how do you replace Anthony Hitchens, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that they found a way that with Joe Thomas, you have a guy that is a veteran player, but he's a young veteran player. Uh, they, know, they understand what type of ability he has. I think he's come out here, he's practiced hard, he's played hard in the games. If something does happen to Sean Lee, I don't think the the drop off is like totally off the cliff again. I think it's it's like okay, you got a guy in there that's stable. He's capable of finishing plays. He's a physical guy. He can run. You know, those are all very positive things. I always thought it was a, a struggle 
for Anthony Hitchens to go from the Mike linebacker to play in the will, you know, because it was just a different tech techniques and things were different for him. But it looks like Joe Thomas, to me, can play the Mike and is very comfortable playing the will linebacker in the scheme. He was in the 3-4 scheme with the Packers, you know, having to play in the in, as an inside linebacker. But he has a great feel for where he needs to be, not only in coverage, run fits, finish the tackle, all those things. He's been a guy that I, I, I think the pro department, if it continues on, the trajectory continues up, the pro department needs to, the, the, the general manager needs to buy them all those guys a steak dinner because they did him some good things there. And the other guy we didn't mention, and, and I think it's necessary in that group, Leighton Vanderesh. And if you've been watching out here when they've gone to nickel and Sean wasn't out there, they've been using him in the nickel with Jalen Smith right. in the middle, and he was the weak side guy. Yep. And, uh, you know, he, he, his his improvement is coming in increments. It's not like lightning, right? Right. But I see every day he gets better. He recognizes things better. And the good thing, the dude can run. Yes. He can run. He can cover for a 255-pound right. linebacker. And it's, if you're using him on the, Yeah, and if you're using him on the nickel, chances are, well, they ain't running all that much when the nickel's there. So he doesn't have to, you know – lock up against the run speaking of linebacker because i know brian said this this might be the second deepest position on the roster right now oh i from think what so. you've seen i think yeah. we all said it yeah i think everybody agrees on that yeah pretty much and jalen smith i mean i yeah I, I wouldn't say it's a surprise and i give you got to give credit to both jalen the cowboys and their their medical athletic Cooper, training staff Britt brown all those yeah, guys putting I mean, back together they've been adamant that this was the year. This was the year, and, yeah. and we are seeing it out here. Sure and are. we saw it in the game the other night, too. Not just the fact that he can go run in, in a cover two setting, 40 yards, cover a tight end down the field. It's little things like even in the red zone, his change of direction quickly to right. be able to go and close on somebody and make a play. He looks like a different player. He, Doctor, lo he looks great. Dr. Cooper, who did the surgery from the beginning, maintained this was the year. Yeah, This he would be did. the year yeah. that he shows you. And if he doesn't show you, then that's probably all you're going to get. But if he shows you, this would be the year that physically he's he's taken care of. Because remember, you know, we, we talk about the drop foot. Tore his ACL. Yeah. Right? Tore everything. In Tore there. everything. And he yeah. comes to training camp. Uh, after having that surgery, and they kind of held him off, held him off. And, uh, you know, the year wasn't up until January 1st, after 2016. Uh, so he was playing, you know, last year trying to get back from that ACL. And now the ACL looks good, and he's moving well. And I, I think that is a huge surprise uh, to a lot of people that criticize for the Cowboys for taking that chance. Well, there were a lot of unknowns, Brian. Right? I mean, it, it's you're talking no. about you're talking about a career-threatening yeah. injury. Anytime there's nerve damage involved, yeah, it's there's no timetable. It's like when's this thing? Is it going to fire again? Will there be enough regeneration? And apparently, that's not even a factor anymore. I, I still maintain that if Doctor Cooper would have done would have not done the surgery, I don't believe they would have taken him. Yeah, but the fact that he did was it was good enough for Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and Will McClay and, and, and you know, credit to them. They had him high enough on their board. Uh, they, they, they had an idea of what they wanted to do with him once they got him. They knew the timetable. Mickey's right. Dr. Cooper and Britt and Jim Allen, those guys said 2018, 2018. They kept saying that. And and Jalen Smith is, uh, is proving me wrong about 
his I, you know, where I misevaluated him was his willingness to fight to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought the injury was going to be too devastating to come back and be a be fully. But even last year, even late in the year, he showed signs that things were starting to get better. We did the thing with the, you know, with the, uh, uh, we break down the players, you know, with the on tape, and he and I were working together, and you know that Melvin Gordon run, and Melvin Gordon can run to the sideline. Melvin Gordon can get around the corner from the from the Chargers, and Jalen from the middle of the field chased him, fetched him, finished the run behind the line of scrimmage. That right there should have been enough for me to say, okay. I was badly, badly wrong about the football player, and he's 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 he. I I don't know a player out here, and it happened a little last year with Byron Jones. Remember how many times Byron Jones got his hands on the ball, denied the ball? It seems like every day Jalen Smith is in coverage, and he gets his hands on a ball, and you don't get your hands on ball by accident. It's positioning, it's it's speed, it's it's understanding of where you need to fit. And he's been able to do all those things. Uh, he's been one of the top players at this camp. If you had to vote, I think he would be in the top three of guys that are, are have gone through this Oxnard positioning of camp. You know, and, and and the thing that I think people didn't know about Dr. Cooper, it, it, it wasn't just that he did this surgery. Yeah. He's become known Worldwide. as the renowned yeah. ACL repair surgeon in the country. Yeah. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater came to him. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Schwarber came to him, right? The guy was not going to play baseball for, you know, look like the rest of the year, and by the playoffs, he's, in, he's, he's out there hitting a home run. And doubles and yeah, yeah. running. <laughs> and, 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 and it was like, were you surprised? And, you know, he never pats himself on, on the back, but it was like, well, you know, if all he had to do, not go out and play right field or first base, just just hit, mm-hmm. you know. And if you hit a home run, you don't have to run. Yeah. And so he's done a lot of these guys that have come to him that nobody knows that they yeah. come to Dallas to get their yeah. ACL repaired. It's uh, Dr. Andrews in Birmingham and Dr. Cooper in Dallas. Wow. Two worldwide. Yeah. yeah. It's worked out. It's looking good for number 54. One more guy. You mentioned Byron Jones. Yeah. I, I think it's a, a little bit of a surprise, maybe a big surprise to Mickey. That he's played as well on the outside as as he has in camp. I mean, it's looked like a seamless transition for him for the most part out here. You know, go go and get a uh, Star Magazine training camp preview. And we all contributed. Brian did all those player analysis, and there were other stories. But if you read mine, it started off with about 12 questions that needed to be answered out here. It was that many. Now, I don't know that we got an answer for every, every one of them. Randy Gregory was one of them. Absolutely. Jalen Smith was one of them. A big one. Byron Jones was one of them. A real big one. Uh, who's going to come in and take, you know, David Irving's spot? Uh, who's going to play the right defensive end? I can go on. Who's the backup quarterback? We didn't really know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, is uh, Jameis old Wally, you know, cause is he a good replacement for Keith Smith? Mm. There was just all these questions that they had to answer out here. Now, I'm not saying they aced every question. It's still to be determined on some things. But they're sure. doing a pretty good job of knocking them off one at a time. Yeah. Yeah, the Byron Jones one, uh, that, that one, I believe, give the player credit for his willingness to work in the transition. Give uh, Chris Richard credit for immediately when they made the switch. I remember this vividly, uh, uh, going down towards the locker room, and Chris Richard was standing there with Byron Jones, and they were working on technique, just those two standing there you know, talking about what they needed to do and how you needed to move and stuff like that. And I think Chris Richard convinced Byron Jones that you can do this. 
you can be a corner in the National Football League. If I will work with you, I'll make sure that. And just through the portion of this practice is we've seen a guy talk about getting hands on the ball, offhand drive, be physical, willing tackler. All these things are showing up uh, for Byron Jones. Now, we've seen this Byron Jones have a great training camp before and just play okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe this move to corner will now elevate him to where his game is now, uh, you know, of, of instead of just being level, is now going the right direction. You know, and since you brought that up, the other question was what happens when you – change seven position coaches yeah. in one year that's a good one too and so far i don't i don't know that we've seen any trouble uh, it, i think chris richard was the key one because not only does he take care of his guys but he's the pass game coordinator mm -hmm. on the nickel so now he's watching the linebackers and probably has a They've say good. there and ben bloom never had a position before keith o'quinn was only an assistant special team now we We'll see. We've only seen one game, but there was a lot of newbies, right? Doug Nussmeyer. Mm -hmm. I don't think he had coached. Had he coached in the NFL? Uh, it was no. all college, right? All, well, I think that he was. A, I think he was a quality control coach for one for for Scott Linehan someplace. Okay, one of Scott Linehan's, and then he got into where. He was at Michigan and Florida as an OC. And, yeah, and it doesn't so. hurt to have your tight end coach having been a former college offensive coordinator. Right. You know, you kind of got another voice uh, in the room. So, yeah, I, I think that, you know, so far, Paul Alexander, you know, I, I don't think we've seen a, a, a drop-off, and that's nothing against the other coaches that left. But uh, I, I think Chris Rossard's probably the, the key factor in, in that whole you know, change. Talk about the offensive line a little bit. Uh, you know, give Alexander, give Mark Colombo some credit. They've got Kadeem Edwards actually playing pretty well. He's taken up, he's yeah. absorbed some of Marcus Martin's snaps with yeah. the second team. Yeah, and you know, yeah. it, it's it's not always going to be the prettiest thing, but yeah, that's a lot of work going on there. Yeah. A lot of work. Let's grab a phone call before we go to break. Okay. Al in Philly, you're up first on Talking Cowboys today. What's up? Morning, guys. Morning. Um, I'm really excited about the uh, wide receiver position. Um, can't wait till we prove that we don't need a number one to uh, be successful. I'm really um, happy about the uh, draft pick of uh, Leighton Van Der Esch. I think, after all, Sen Dunn's going to be one of our best linebackers that ever lived in Cowboy history. Hmm. Does Cam Kelly have a shot of making his team or maybe the practice squad? Will um, will will there be – do I have a possibility of seeing um, seeing Rod Smith get carries from the fullback position, maybe put Zeke and Smith in the same backfield? And Rob, finally, um, great job on the uh, Parcells thing. Just want to let you know, on a morning of a preseason game in 2003 in Pittsburgh, Coach Hoffman came up to me. He was really mad, and he was really mad that uh, Parcells wanted to use Woody Danzler as a place uh, as the uh, holder for the um, for field goals. And yeah. I just thought that was um, just thought you'd like to know that. <laughs> Take care. Thanks, Al. Appreciate that. Thanks for watching. Well, they were trying to find a job for Woody Danzler they, Bill to do. Loved, Bill loved Woody Danzler. He did. He, he absolutely, when we watched tape on Woody Danzler, Bill was mesmerized by him. He, he thought of Dave Meggett. That's right. Yep. That's right. And yeah. Dave Meggett was at that first training camp. I think that was one of the stories yeah. you made me do, Mick, which yeah. was a good one. It was yeah. about kind of the similarities between the two or what Bill was trying to get out of him. Bill loved Dave Meggett, and he loved Woody Danzler too. And Woody Danzler was a, if you remember him at Clemson, was a dynamic player. I mean, he was, when you put the ball in his hands, almost uh, he, was a, he was a bigger version of Tavon Austin. The stronger way, the way runner. Stronger runner, right. Yeah. And, and so, but he was, uh, he was dynamite in this. Um, Van Der Esch, best all-time. I oh, think that I think that you need to man. This this organization has a great history of linebacker play. Yeah, and if if he could find a way this first year, 
you know, he, he, Mickey said this, he looks more comfortable playing. You know, and, and before, I don't think he looked totally comfortable playing the position. And, uh, you know, the more they throw him out there, the more confidence he's going to build. Uh, he's made some stops in the red zone in some coverage situations. So I, I think that that's uh, at least let's go that way first. Yeah, you kind of gave him the hmm. I gave you him the hmm. that. You know, <laughs> well, that one. This, this, that's a little early. I, I, but. I, I, you know, my, my history with the team is I family was season ticket holders for 20 years. So I saw from 72 to 92. And then when I got to the Packers, we played against great linebackers as well. So, I, you know, I, if Leighton Vanderish could come in and, and do what he needs to do, he's a good enough athlete. He can finish when he gets in position. There's some things he's going to have to learn. And that, I think a lot of it has to do with experience because the more experience they give him, the more he's seeing things, the better he's going to be. He could have played better. He would have played better than anybody on that 92 team at linebacker. Robert Jones. Um, First round pick. Smith. Ro Robert Jones. Darren mm -hmm. Smith was a pretty good player. No, not not Darren Smith. Um, Al, Al Smith. It was the, the kid Al from. Al Smith from is a politician from yeah, Illinois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was another Did he run one. Against and, Dewey? and then the strong side linebacker was, <laughs> <Dewey beats Truman. laughs> was, just, a, was just a guy. I mean, yeah. Dixon Edwards can never break into the uh, starting lineup. So. But, uh, but there's it, a great it wasn't history. A, yeah, there is. Yeah. And, you know, as soon as. Uh, well, how about the guy that's Robert playing Jones. right now, number 50? He's pretty good. Yeah. He's one of the all-time Maybe that should be the standard. Yeah, right? I mean, if you can yeah. make an all-pro like Sean Lee, if, if Jalen or Layton can eventually get to that point, let's start there. You yeah, know? I think they have a plan for this kid. I really, really do. And about the wide receivers was another one of his points. I don't know if we're there. I, I'm one of the guys that believes you have to have a one. Mm -hmm. I think there's somebody that you that defenses has to fear. The coordinators have to fear, you know. But, but you know, if you get if you could spread it around and, and make this work, I, you know, more power to them. But I think that you have to have, I believe you have to have somebody that that you can go to, you can go to, you can go to, and then you know everyone else is a complementary piece to that. You know, to, to, if you can get a, a, a guy to elevate, uh, you get a guy so a 2-1, or a guy that's a 3-2. You know what I'm saying? That That's okay. I don't think you can have just a team of, of guys. I think you need somebody you can hang your hat on a little bit. With, with, with Ezekiel Elliott on the field, yeah. it'll make it more Hopefully. pliable. Hopefully. Well, but that's true. But you still need – Somebody to consistent, maybe multiple guys to do what Michael Gallup did on that one drive against right. San Francisco. Like, okay, you're well, gonna, there you're you gonna go. give a single coverage. That, that's that. That's over what, the top. Yeah, you know, that's and what I'm saying, and that's <coughs> and, that, and that's exactly right. That's, and that's it, what we got to find out. That's what you. If Michael Gallup can come in here and develop as a one, you know, two one. If mm -hmm. he could be that guy, then that that's great for this organization. They they need somebody. You know, and the thing with Gallup, what I've noticed with him, he is not afraid to take that thing inside. When you get him down in the red zone and they run bunch formation and they drive him to the inside, he is not afraid to go in there and get the football. And that's that's a good pass for Dak when he can hit receivers right over the over the top of the ball and then let those guys go. All right, let's take our final break on Talking Cowboys. When we come back, we'll keep looking at um, what we've seen through two and a half, three weeks here in Oxnard. Maybe some guys that you still need to see more from as we continue through training camp and preseason next.
Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.com slash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Back to Talking Cowboys. 15 minutes or so, give or take, left in our final edition of Talking Cowboys on the West Coast. This has been a lot of fun. It's always fun yeah. coming out here, getting out of the studio a little bit. And yeah. uh, and talking a little Cowboys with practice or walkthroughs, whatever, right behind us. A little more energy when you're outside. A little thing. bit, a little bit. Kind of juices you up. Now, you get a little more distracted in this situation. But that's okay. Uh, yeah, like sometimes. The, like the leaves, quality, leaves fall on the desk. The quality yeah, of like, the information doesn't fall off. Uh, unless we start talking 1953 baseball. Yeah, or I, I'm going to start forwarding all my tweets about people saying, oh, I love your stories. They're great. Okay. I'll That's the only it. ones he answers. What about the hosts with you that are like, <laughs> oh, let's let's go. Just let's listen start. up. You might learn something. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's keep rolling. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. Ah, let's, let's you walked right into that one. Yeah. Uh, I should know by now, right? <laughs> you really should, should, but you really don't. <laughs> no, I don't. You just, I don't. You just drive right into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What do you do? I don't know. I don't know. All I right. do. <laughs> I do. It's a mistake. I'm stupid. All right. Uh, looking at what they've done here in practice for about two and a half weeks or so, we've talked about guys that have really stood out, either guys that you expected things from or, or that surprised you a little bit. Give me a guy or two that we need to see more from. And you mentioned, Mick, there's still time here. There's still some practices left here and back home, yeah. and then we've got three preseason games left. Who needs to stand out here as we keep going? I think I'm circling – the defensive ends not named Gregory Crawford or Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah. Tapper needs to show some more. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, Coney Ely needs to show that some more. That was going to be yeah. my guy because he's a guy they signed. And remember, this is a guy who's played in the Super Bowl, has played well. You sign him and think, okay, if he gets his weight down, he gets recovered from that shoulder surgery, he can 
help this line. He still can, but I think Dorrance Armstrong has been a guy that's risen up. And there's one more, up. Uh, Taco. Ta well, he, he's having well, a better he, camp than he, he did last year, right? Who's having a better camp, Armstrong or Taco? Armstrong. I think Armstrong has been maybe the most consistent player at defensive end. Not named. Besides, not named Tank. Yeah. And, you know, Tyrone's always steady. Sure. But this guy's really surprised people, I think. As a yeah. pass rusher. As a now, pass rusher. I don't rusher. know how well he'll play the run. Yeah. But as a pass rusher, he's got that ability to turn, bend, and not lose a step. If right. you watched last, uh, when we, we had training camp live, go back and watch that. You know, that was really good. That was one-on-one -on -one stuff that was going on. You'll see some bend from uh, that number 74. I mean, he, he knows how to get around the corner. I like his names, though. Yeah, I really do. And I is it is it is it bad for me to ask? I need to see more from Xavier Woods. Not no, not really. And, but, uh, Xavier Woods does not make mistakes, but does he make plays? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's where I'm trying to figure out because I'm the I'm the guy that, that like you know push all the chips in and go get. You know, Mickey's trying to be responsible and not let me burn the building down. You know, I'm trying to push this thing and. He's saying, wait a minute, but I still need to see more from Xavier Woods. I'd like to see him in one of these preseason games when he gets the opportunity, knock a ball down, range play, intercept one. You know, I'd like to see – I saw like guys like Joe Thomas and those guys making plays. I'd like to just see some more from him to, 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 to keep my thoughts that, okay, they don't have to do something at safety. We they, talked – yeah, you're right. We talked about it. That's what I'm trying to kind of figure out right now. I – I, I, I loved Xavier Woods, and there's people out there like, no, Broadus, you were, you were on him, now you hate him. I don't hate Xavier Woods. I just would like to see him make more plays. You know, Jeff Heath is a guy that you see Jeff Heath make plays out here. You know, I, I feel good about him, but I, I'm just not sure right now with Xavier Woods saying, okay, you're the starter now. Go do it. Because there's not bus back there. That's, no, that's but, the but, thing. Yeah. But you want to see a little bit more. I'd like to see, you know, and, and maybe it's because Byron Jones is making plays. Maybe it's because Cheeto Awuzie is making plays. Maybe I'm seeing guy Jeff Heath make a play. Maybe I'm seeing Joe Thomas make a play. Maybe I'm seeing Jalen Smith make a play. Maybe I'm seeing Leighton Vanderesh make a play. I just want to know of my 11 that are going to play, I want to see his ability. Now, we could all say this, he's not screwing up. He's not giving up big plays. I mean, the other night in the game, you know, with what happened in the San Francisco game, what happened? Huff busts the coverage. All of a sudden, Pettis is behind. Now the ball's down the field. Okay, if you saw that with Xavier Woods, you would say, oh, okay, okay. But I, you know, I he just. He hasn't cost him anything. See, that's. And, and I, I understand I, what I you're saying. I think that's good. I think that's good. But I've, I've seen 11, 10, 8, 9, whatever you want to say. Defensive players at various times. But who are you mentioning? Are they second-year players? I mentioned. Well, I mentioned a first-year player. I mentioned. Uh, I mentioned the linebacker Vanderesh. Well, He's making a play. Yeah, it's closer. It's easier to make plays closer to the line of scrimmage than I'm when just, you're deep playing free safety. Well, I'm just you know, come up. He's no, play, I want to see him make plays, but I don't think he's hurt him. No, no. and I said that. He hasn't yeah, hurt them. We, have, we haven't seen major busts in the game or at practice really out here. He's 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 carried out his assignments. Um, we haven't seen uh, series-changing plays from him 
out here, though. I mean, you see Byron Jones, and again, maybe it's different in that Byron Jones is playing a man who's trying to go get the ball. It's one-on-one yes. coverage, and that's a little different. Maybe safeties um, because the way they play in practice can't make plays. But you play I him ju- deep, and yeah, you play I, Heath closer I just, to the line sometimes. I, I, maybe my I, my understanding is I would like to see the Cincinnati, the uh, the the Arizona, and I don't know if he's going to play. He's probably not going to play against the Texans. So the next couple of weeks, I'd like to see when when we're talking about man of the match, I want to see one of us write about Xavier Woods as man of the match. You know, that's what I would like to see. I'm going to do it today. <laughs> just do it. Just, just do to it. spite us. <laughs> Thought he did a good job driving on that play right there. Yeah. yeah. Watch him get beat several times. We'll see your man of the match. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't want to jump the gun there for sure, man. People on Twitter remind Mickey if something happens today. <laughs> Anybody else? I, th- I mean, I think we talked. You mentioned Dalton Sturm, a rookie who's still yeah. finding his way. Mike White. I was going to throw him out. I mean, see, I think Cur- Cooper Rush at this point. He's got point, the job. He's your number two quarterback, yeah. and it's based on what we've seen out here as well as the way he played in the first game. I thought maybe Mike White in the Houston game will be it'll be a different story, you know, when he gets an opportunity probably to play the full game. Or, but I, 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 I had really high expectations of Mike White, and I know he's a rookie quarterback, but I, I, there's, there's things I've seen about him that I did not see on Western Kentucky tape. He was one of the best when it came to getting rid of the football, when it came to – Fist step or shotgun, take it, get it. You know, he was one of those guys, and I love that about him. I'm not seeing that here. I'm so seeing, I'm seeing a little bit of a hesitant, like a he double clutched one the other day that he had no business double clutching in the in the red zone. So he's like you know, he's he's throwing and, and instead of throwing it, he pulls it back, he pulls it down, he pulls it back again, and I'm like, you cannot do that in the red zone. You can't do that. Is it moving that much faster for him, you think? Well, sure it is. Yeah, it but is. But the other thing is he's, he's playing a smart with guy. third-string offensive line. Yeah, but and, they're playing third-string defense, and though, the Mc- too, Mickey. And the McHale's out there. Yeah, Mc- so Mc- McHale's not bad. Well, okay, but it's not like he's playing with the starters. Well, I, well he's not going to get that. No, yeah, I know. So, and I, mean, I know he's got he's to yeah. step up and, and, and show I just, something. I just, want, I just want him, when he gets an opportunity to do the two-minute drill, that it's – it's, it's it's bang 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 decisions. The ball's moving, and then he finishes. Western Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky, what Western, was it? Western. Western. Yeah. So he's playing with the first guys at Western Kentucky, not the scrubs. But he was he was a quality quarterback in college. That's yes. a ball. That's a ten but, win guy. But who's he playing with? That's all I'm saying. It takes a while, right? No, it yeah. does. It does. I was. I, w- I, I learned my lesson when Romo came out here, right? The guy was garbage. Yeah. Get rid of him. He can't throw the ball That's straight. We've the personnel department right? said the same thing. So I think sometimes you just got to be patient with some now, of the these. I, I'm being patient. The problem is, though, I've seen him perform at a high level. Well, then let him let him have some time. That's. I, I, I'm. I'm no. I'm. I'm willing to give him time because you drafted him to to give him time. I. I feel like I just. I was hopeful that it would be a better. He's pushing Cooper Rush. He's pushing Cooper Rush. He's pushing. He's making you think about putting him in the equation mm-hmm. instead of now we're thinking about not carrying three quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, because we're that, talking about how many wide receivers you're going to carry, how many tight ends, and that yeah. does the math yeah. work. If you yeah. if you were not thinking about carrying, a, if you're if you're ne- when you went in, this, you're thinking, oh, they're going to carry three quarterbacks. Now you're like, they might not carry three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. My opinion was, let's see. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't immediately put him on the 53-man roster. Yeah. He was one of the questions. Now, with Romo, though, when he first got here, was it more of a Brett Favre type thing? Like, don't throw it there. Mike is trying – it's almost like he's trying not to make a mistake. He's trying not to make a mistake. 
and, and it's he, two and different it, things, Western right? Kentucky, he cut it loose. Quincy, he was, Quincy doesn't get cut in 2004. Romo's out of here. If Quincy doesn't fail a drug test, he's not out Answer of Answer my question, though. Well, that like, was what, my point. Well, but it's two different issues for a young quarterback, right? A guy that was too aggressive maybe versus a guy who's maybe a little too conservative. Oh, I don't know that he was too aggressive. He just wasn't very accurate throwing no. the ball. And then he developed fair. throwing the ball better yeah, he did. as he went along. Yeah. He was always smart. He just, like I say, you saw absolute brilliance and, and stupidity all in the same plays with him. Sometimes. I mean, think I'm, about well, how long it took for him to actually get in a game. He, yeah. 2003, 2004. Yeah. He got in at the end of a couple in 2005. Bill didn't want to ruin him. Bill kept well, he said he's not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready. Right. And it, but he was ready. Maybe he was yeah, overdone but, by but then. Also, but also, Bill didn't want to give up on Drew Bledsoe. That was going to be true. That was going to be what. Oh, it, I don't know. He did it in the middle of the season in 2006. But Yanked the, him out at halftime. No, but but at that point in time, he was not willing to give up on Drew Bledsoe. Well, it was only two years. Yeah. Oh five when Bledsoe got there. I do think you're right, though. In that, let's give it a little time. It. T- these quarterbacks' heads are swimming when they're out here, and it's and a lot of it is still installation. First part of camp, they're trying to process all that stuff. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, there, there's still time. So. There's no. still time. Good, Mick. I'm good. All right, let's get out of here. We got the break hovering. Is the next? Is the leave blower? I, yeah. Thanks up? for yeah. We didn't point that out. That no, maybe get it's ready. yeah. We better get, we better get ten a.m. Ten a.m. Yeah, the leaf blower might be coming back for the break, which is next on talking or. Dallas Cowboys Radio. Thanks for joining us on Talking Cowboys throughout Oxnard. We really appreciate it. Thanks to Kent Garrison for producing. The break is next on Dallas Cowboys Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?